Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. I know it's my first day, but what is your life insurance policy? This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale everybody welcome back to the story song podcast i'm dan mcinerney i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle every episode we walk you through the world of a story song and this week uh we're doing a song about i mean just a really ill-conceived superhero uh highwayman (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and uh no i'm kidding uh we're doing the song highwayman by the highwaymen i'll say this Um, the people who clean mm -hmm. the highways they're the real superheroes yes thank you yeah, uh, and the people yeah. who litter along the side of the highways are the real mm-hmm. supervillains. Yes. Yeah. Well, as I say, they're no, they're the, they're also the superheroes since otherwise the people who clean the highways would have nothing to do. So <laughs> there you go. There you Thank go. Thank you. Circle of um, life. Yes. Uh, this this song, of course, is a uh, uh, subgenre that I love, which is uh, songs named after the groups uh, that <laughs> perform them. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it was one way or the other, but um, see also the song Big Country, uh, <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, In a Big Country by the band Big Country. Yes. Always, always <laughs> love that one. Uh, anyway, uh, all right, so uh, Highwayman by the Highwaymen. Rachel, tell us the, the story of this story song. Well, the story is pretty straightforward. Uh, this uh, this four-verse song tells... Mm-hmm the story of the incarnation of a character in four different moments in history as a highwayman, which is a thief, a sailor, a dam builder on the Hoover Dam, and an astronaut or a spaceman. So a dam builder, D-A-M. A dam builder. A dam dam builder. (laughs) Uh, And they... uh, This dam builder. I mean, at least... I mean, at least, uh, you know, at least three of them meet their demise... And possibly all four, but we'll get into mm. that. Yeah. So, right. The question is, uh, is he is is this person being reincarnated? Right. Uh, are they some sort of immortal god or monster that <laughs> cannot die? Right. Uh, we're not quite sure what's happening, but it's true. Um, 
But uh, we got four men here to tell us all about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just happen to be uh, four of the coolest men uh, and manliest men to, uh, to ever live. <laughs> it's true. I was a highwayman. Along the coach roads I did ride. With sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. The bastards hung me in the spring of 25. But I am still alive. So do we do we know though? Should I? No, I save it. Should I uh, save my questions? Save your, please save your questions. I want to save. I'll save my questions. Thank you so much. Sa thank sorry. You so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. we're gonna save our questions mm -hmm. for the end. Okay. Uh, actually, should I hold my applause as well? If you could, mm -hmm. and actually, mm -hmm. can we turn the mics off in the audience until the end, <laughs> and then we'll get started yes. again? Thank you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for coming to the symposium. Appreciate it. And we will also be holding applause, and the audience probably does not know that. Michael applauds throughout the entire show. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. that, that all gets cut out in the editing. It's but, weird, uh, but, you know, it's something to appease him and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just, when I read the lyrics, there's a lot of like, woo! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I like to cheer you guys on. I, I want you to know that you're doing a good job. Appreciate, appreciate it. that. Appreciate it. Um, all right. We're going to start here at the, at the top. And the lyrics uh, say... I was a highwayman. Along the coach roads, I did ride. With sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maiden lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. The bastards hung me in the spring of 25. But I am still alive. Mm. And I have to say, this was not intended when I started, but just reading that, has made me feel manlier than I've felt <laughs> in a long time. I believe I have a couple of new chest hairs. Uh, Just the two. I feel like you should be selling deodorant or razors or something. <laughs> right. Well, just the phrase, a sword and pistol by my side. Like it, the, the thing I like about this song, and I don't want to get into too much, because I'm sure we'll talk about it more later. But like Rachel said, just kind of how straightforward it is. It's like, look, guys, I was a highwayman. I stole things. I murdered people. And then I died. And then yeah. I came back again. Like, as though, just look, I'm not going to explain myself. This is what <laughs> yeah. happened. It's like those six-word stories. It's like, right. wow, that tells the entire, that's the entire <laughs> life. There we go. You got it. But you got it. But again, there's, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's literally zero explanation as to what is going on right. or, or how this reincarnation happens. It's just like, look, I have the manliest jobs possible. Right. <laughs> then I am, I, like, this guy never dies in his bed. Like, no. always is horribly killed by something. He's never come surrounded back, by family. Right. And then I come back and I always do the manliest job available for the era in which I have come into. Uh, and then once again, ho horrifically killed. Right. And that's it. And that you're going to, guys, I am who I am. I'm not going to explain it. This is just, this is who I am. This is what I did. I, I, the, the thing about this, I, I try and figure out is when each of these moments in time take place. And mm -hmm. my first, so my first question is this. When were coach roads? Every time I see a stagecoach, I'm like, is that like the turn of the century? Is that the 1700s? When I mean, it could be the turn of, of a happen? century. Right. 
Right. Would it be the turn of the 19th century? I don't know when, when stagecoaches happened. That's something well, that is so I don't understand. I'm like, oh, Billy the Kid? That was what, 1937 or 1673? <laughs> I have no idea. Right. Well, I think that um, I think in this case, uh, it has to be at the very because they say he's hung in the spring of 25. So it's 1825. Well, what I was going to say was if we are assuming that this is not some sort of, again, vampire or something that's leaping from body to (laughs) warm body to warm body uh, and that this person is being born and growing up and living a life. Uh, yeah, because okay. I looked it up. The, the The Hoover Dam, which we'll get to later, where the Hoover Dam was started in 1931. Right. So this has to be at least 1825, which would make sense, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because I also think the coach, well, nah, maybe not. I, I, was about, I was about to say, Coach Road feels like they're going out west, or at least like yeah. we're heading in that direction. But I guess also, I, I guess you could, because I, I guess what I was going to say was there's a lot of space between places. Right. You know, even before that, like, you know, in like, in like, cause in like in the 1770s, you know, if you ever read books about that, they're like, and they went from New York to Philadelphia and they were excited because it only took three weeks right. to get there. <laughs> There's, um, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the, it has to be then again, see, I don't know, but I'm not thinking this is, this is a colonial highway man. I don't think that was a thing. <laughs> he would, he, it's a, it's a, like a Western, uh, you know. Right. A Western thief, a Western horse thief, right? I think the it's worst definitely, kind of thief. I mean, it feels like it's a Western thief, right? Although Rachel, I just just to be clear, I please do not think that there were no there was no crime in colonial America. Don't believe it. <laughs> like, I don't believe like, it. Everyone was just like, guys, if we could just chill for like a decade with any crime whatsoever, you, listen uh, until this whole revolution thing is over. You go down to Colonial Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. You watch that, and you tell me there was any crime. I don't see any crime. <laughs> I see people okay. making things, uh, oh, you know. Oh, you don't? Stuff. You don't see any crime? You don't see any crime? $4 for a Diet Coke? Williamsburg? <laughs> oh, that's crime, all right. <laughs> so something I'd call highway robbery, my friend. <gasps> Is Look, that where this hot. comes from? <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. It's hot, Walker. It's hot and dusty, and now you're going to charge me $4 for a Diet Coke. Yeah, this all, yeah, this all I, just now. I wish the British won. Okay, how about that? Does that sound? This all like just takes place. That? This all just takes place at different um, like uh, um, attractions around the country. This is at <laughs> Colonial, Colonial Williamsburg. There's an Epcot Center situation. Sure. <laughs> oh World, yeah, that's right. You, you know. Yeah. But, at the but, at the end, he's he's on a ride. Yeah. Yeah, but the, exactly. But the coach road. I mean. I, I, um, I was like, okay, I think I get the feel. I don't know when we're talking about, but that's just because I'm a dumb dumb, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I, I'm I'm living that life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I don't. Sword and pistol seems like overkill. You could choose one, cause not a knife, a sword. Yeah. A sword. I don't know enough about highway robbery, other than at uh, Colonial Innsbruck, <laughs> uh, to say what is appropriate. I mean, right. I, maybe there's times when the pistol is more helpful and then other times when the sword, especially like, because those you have to remember, like you shoot that pistol once and that's it. Like th- you got to oh, reload that sucker. So, I mean, maybe by 1825 they had revolvers, but even still, you're going to run out like pretty quickly. So you might want to, you might, you might need that sword as a backup. You know what I mean? 
That's true. And you don't want to. And if you got a knife, you got to get in close. Like a sword, you can kind of stand back and just kind of poke people with it. Yeah. If so. Zoro's taught us anything. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I mean, so young. He's he's stealing from young maids. Right. Um. And then he's killing soldiers, which like I mean, were soldiers like police officers back then? You know what I mean? Like I, you would think like a sheriff or something is right. getting killed. But how's he get? How's he mixing up with soldiers? And where are even our soldiers? There wasn't a war going on this at this is... time. Michael, was there a war going on at this time? I mean, if it's eighteen forty-five, when was the Spanish-American War? Oh, maybe the Spanish-American War. Good question. It could, you could literally say any year uh, <laughs> before like 1930, and I'd be like, "That sounds right." right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that was down later, down. wasn't it? Later. Uh, again, Michael, I believe I mean, whatever again. you say. Again, Perfect. I mean, I'm, I yeah. assume there were just sort of various soldiers around. Well, because also they might not be. They might be technically not in like a you know a settled territory, so they're probably just soldiers wandering around trying to keep the peace. You know, that's also true. That's also true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. and then he's like, the, "Well, the only thing I was gonna say is the bastards hung me in the spring of '25." My dude, you're killing soldiers. Like, what did you what think was you gonna happen? Expect? What do you mean? Oh, 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 these bastards—they killed me. Yeah, of course, of course they did. It's 1825. Nine out of ten <laughs> people die by hanging. Like, come on, what are you talking about? You're all bastards. Yeah, yeah. But you should have been like, well, I mean, I was caught, and and then I was rightfully hung, as I as I should have been. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I told them, look, you guys got me. You you finally got me, and you're totally within your rights to do what's about to happen. So. Gotcha. I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. With the sea, I did abide. I sailed a schooner around the Horn of Mexico. I went aloft to pull the mainsail in a blow. And when the yards broke off, they said that I got killed. But I am living still. Oh, God. I just feel the testosterone coursing through my veins, you guys. This, oh, this guy. I, can, we, can we just pause? I'm just going to run and just go build a log cabin. Is that cool? <laughs> I'll tell you this: this soul cannot catch a break. No, man, oh man. Yeah, that's the thing. He's never like you know. I was an advertising executive, and then I died when I was like yeah. ninety-eight or whatever. With a scotch lo- in my hand. In my bed, yeah. yeah. It's always some horrible thing happens to him. Well, this uh, the original title of this song was uh, "The Man Who Was Bad at All of His Jobs." <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, you know what? Let's just shorten it to the highwayman. Why? Because it's the mm-hmm. first thing that he does. But I just want to be clear, though. I was, yeah, I just want to be clear, though, because like he's a thief, and guess what? Thieves are not supposed to do get caught. Guess what this guy did? He got caught. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is like let's. This is not like an adventurer kind of guy who mm-hmm. who has like oh these tragic. He dies doing his job, and he's because right. he's not good at them. <laughs> yeah. Michael has some constructive criticism for the highwayman. <laughs> um, yeah, like get some uh, career counseling, buddy. <laughs> Take some. You need to do some like continuing education. Some, you mm-hmm. know. Hey, sailor, uh, how about you take a class called "How Not to Drown"? How about that? <laughs> do you ever think about that? Because you might be I mean, on the water a lot. So 
look, thing, things happen, but right. if you've got four jobs and die right. doing all of them, okay. yeah, yeah, that's on you. Yeah, it's true. he's got a point. Can you imagine? Like, that's how it actually happened. You're like, how many careers have you had? I've had four, but I've died in all of them. It's been a <laughs> rough time. What, what was your reason for leaving your last job? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was killed and then reincarnated. <laughs> Funny story. Mm. Um, was he? My resume is a mess. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that. And I mean a mess because literally it's covered in blood. Uh, the ocean and cement, and that's one of the reasons and, and why. And it's been around for I don't know centuries. Um, <laughs> it's on papyrus and written with the font of papyrus. Um, the sailor. No, they didn't have that all the way back then, did they? I don't know. I think they just invented it with Windows Seven. Um, <laughs> I think the only font they had in the 1800s was wanted poster. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. pretty much it. Um, but the sailor, it says, I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. Does that mean he was born on a boat? I mean, and I don't that's know. it. And like, I mean, if I you... mean, it could be a metaphorical, like, you know, I was born to sail. Yeah. Um, or he was literally born on a boat. Yeah. Uh, that's another possibility. Or third, this reincarnation, however that's happening, maybe he's like bursting from the ocean. <laughs> As like a fully grown man. Maybe he was just a water sign. Like cocoon? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, again, just like, like just this naked man just busts out of right. the water. And it's like, I'm a sailor now. I was, <laughs> I was hung. And now I'm here. And they're just like, whatever, man. Great. Hoist gonna, the mainsail. Be, this verse is the week, uh, yeah. dark backstory to Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's why he's yeah. so. That's why his uh his uh cereal is so hard. It's yeah. so hardened. I mean, people don't know that. I mean, Captain Crunch was was hung for war crimes. They don't. People don't know that. <laughs> is, but... is Captain Crunch? This is total. This is Where are we going? <laughs> but is the, is know. that the reason? Is Captain Crunch Captain Crunch because that is the world's hardest cereal? I, I mean, and it's like, yes. oh, captains need to be real hardy and crunchy i mean i think you're <laughs> i think you're overthinking this yeah? rachel am i it's the crunchy I, mean, I don't know i'm not in i'm not in advertising i don't know i was gonna I don't know say how this go i don't know how literal well, you need to be and how much research you have to do i was i think the 1970s serial advertising maybe was not the most creative uh bunch of <laughs> bunch of guys let's just say that because uh it was usually an animal and they were trying to steal the cereal and they were like, we're done. Can we cut out early? We did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's say this time, I don't know, it's an aardvark, and uh, he's trying to steal the cereal, and the kids don't want to. All right? Are we done here? We did it. What was that? Okay, cookie crisp. I don't know. There's a criminal. He's trying to steal the cereal, and there's a cop. All right, we're done. Okay, he's got to add, add in a dog. Uh -huh. Add in a dog. We'll, we'll, we'll right. zip it up. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, throw, throw out another one. What do we got? Animal pits. All right, there's a teacher, and she's trying to steal the cereal, and the kids are trying to stop her. Are we done? Are we done for the day? <laughs> I can do this all day, guys. I can do this all day. What do you got? <laughs> throw it at me. Hey, wait a minute. So the highwayman is a robber of some mm -hmm. sort. Uh -huh. um, the sailor is clearly Captain Crunch. Okay. Is, is this a song about cereal? Oh, <laughs> I mean, we'll find out God. maybe in the, uh, in the behind the story. 
Yeah. We won't. No, we won't. I can tell you this most definitively not the reality of that cereal. But I like where you're going with it, Michael. I mean, well, no, now that you throw Keep it out. Because the, the third verse is, I was a Frankenstein and I tasted like strawberry. And I, <laughs> now, now this is making a lot of sense. It's the first, all coming the, together. The first verse is about the, the cookie crisp thief. Mm-hmm. Second verse is about Captain Crunch. I don't know. Third verse. The- is there? I, I guess there's not, not a lot of serial characters that built dams, huh? And the 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 they cut out the final verse, which which is just, and I'm cornflakes, because <laughs> <laughs> it was too sad. All right. The- so let's, where the hell were we? Okay. So, uh, I don't know. Let's see. When the yard broke off, they said that I got killed. So I don't know what the yards are, but I mean, I assume it's a. Some kind Parts of pole of or a sail or a rope or something or a, one of those like big metal pulleys maybe bonked him in the head or something. I'm feeling like this is oh that's true that could be though I feel like mm-hmm. this is this is going to be uh I'm trying to think of the time period that's 1825 so, are we going like 50 years at a time I don't know yeah that's a question of how much that time make, is passing that would make it would make sense, sense because if he was hung. And in right. twenty five, and then it's uh, he's hung already. Yeah, and it's nineteen, and it's fifty years, and it's eighteen, and it's eighteen seventy five, and then mm-hmm. fifty years later is carry the one twenty five. Yeah, I mean so, it's roughly, rough, roughly, roughly, it's roughly. Yeah, so yeah, I, I would say that makes sense. A yard. Well, we also don't know. I do want to say we don't know if there are other adventures in the middle. True, that's true. Because because we are going to jump quite a bit. At the end, so maybe there are other things. That oh, are so maybe he had like a bunch of jobs, but these are only the f- the four that he died in. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's just kind of giving us the highlights. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like you said. Um. By the way, a yard is a spar on a mast. I just look this up. Spar on a mast from which sails are set. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna tell you this does not clear up a thing for me. I that literally means does nothing. not clear up a thing. Well, that? there's the mast of a ship. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the pole. There's a th- spar. I think that's the mess. Well, the, the yard is the thing that the sail. Do you know what a sail is? Sure. And you know what a mast yeah, the, is? Uh, like a big... fire sail or like, you know, 50% mm-hmm. off. Or... Friends and family. I went and get one. I don't know. Just put it together from context clues. It's, okay. it's the, the thing that a, a mast is. Here's a problem I've always had with boats. I don't want to throw this out there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, boats. You're getting taken down a peg, okay? <laughs> You're on here's alert. My problem with, here's my problem with boats. Stop making up words for things we already have. How about that, okay? The four? How about you say the front? The front of the ship, it's fine. You don't have to make up a new word for it. <laughs> the mast? How about a pole? A sail? A sheet? Stop with the new words, <laughs> okay? <laughs> it's technically a fitted sheet. <laughs> And then you and then you look down. And you're like, this is not a boat at all. This is a bed. Yes. Oh, I see. I'm in a I bed. I understand. You know what? <laughs> let's go back to the regular thing. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. let's go back to the regular verbiage. Uh, <laughs> this bed is sinking. Um, so, well, when the yard broke off, they said that I got killed. Yeah, I would think so because you died. I mean, they also said you you got killed when they hung you. So, yeah. I don't know what you want. I don't. You're acting like they're the dumb ones. You definitely died. Sir, you don't know, and came back. You came back to life. I'll give you that, but maybe he fell in the water and they couldn't find him, and they just gave up. Mm-hmm. So 
He's like, but wait, I'm living still. They're like, I don't yeah. hear you. I don't hear you. We say that you got killed, so you got killed. <laughs> hey, did you see that guy got killed? <laughs> Who, Jeff over there? He's uh -huh. the guy waving? Yeah, he got killed. I was a damn builder Across the river deep and wide Where steel and water did collide A place called Boulder on the wild Colorado I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below They buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound But I'm still around I'll always be around I'm, I'm going on Michael's theory here. This guy's just bad at his job <laughs> <laughs> because he slipped and fell. He was just like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just uh, a real, like, a goofy kind of slip and just tumble <laughs> yeah, I, down and it was into on the a wet cement. Peel. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it wasn't even on cement or like a, a tool or something. But it's not like it's not like the ropes broke and he, like, heroically, like, <laughs> saved his fellow compatriots. As he sucked, he, just, he was just like, hey, guys, I got some coffee. Oh, whoops. And then just right <laughs> down, like Benny Hill style, right down into the concrete uh, where he drowned. So look, yeah, I'm I sure, just, I'm sure these guy... things happened like tragically, yeah. like in, in, in any of these like big construction kind of things. But uh -huh. yeah, this guy's four for four. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. At some point, good, you have to dude. look at yourself. <laughs> right. And not at the conditions you find yourself yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's um, it's tragic, but also four times. Come on, man. Again, this time he just slipped. Like I if he again, if it was some sort of like heroic thing or, you know, Well, no, it's like, a, still a tragic accident and then you add in like your cartoon falling sounds and then... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I th between this, the people he works with here, and the other sailors, he also has to find a better way to to make a connection with their with his coworkers because mm -hmm. they buried me in that great to tomb that knows that great tomb that knows no sound. So yeah, I mean, did they try to 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 save you? Did they or were they just like you know that's it, that's it? I feel like I mean, somehow he's meant this is meant to be for him. He's like when L right. Lieutenant Dan says, "You should have left me." Like that's him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe this guy like is he being punished for all the soldiers he killed? Like is he just doomed to live again and again and die horrible violent deaths? Oh, I don't know. That's Cause interesting cuz the first verse he is a criminal. Right. Like he a highwayman's isn't yeah, that like but a Yeah, he's like a fun criminal. He's like an old-timey <laughs> criminal. Yeah. Well, in they old timey get, times, that it's not fun. They don't get punished. Billy Joel writes songs about them. Which one? But I mean, they people write songs. Billy the Kid. Mm -hmm. it's about oh. Billy the Kid. I thought you were talking about Brenda and Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that's what I'm saying. Is you know, I don't know. That's a good point. Maybe. Maybe it's that you know, this is your you're doomed. I mean that that takes. To, to ask Jimmy Webb, I would be like, if that's the case, Jimmy, we need to have a conversation because that I I didn't think that, and now I think you know you need to expand mm -hmm. on this. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say no, but 
I like the idea. Well, the other thing about this guy, I mean, one of the reasons why this song feels so manly is he describes three violent deaths and yet does not seem particularly perturbed that any of these things happen. Like, right. he's not like it, it really hurt. No, I very was. matter of fact. Harp, yeah, just very matter of fact. Oh, by the way, I drowned in cement yeah. uh, and then was buried in a tomb yeah. uh, forever. Like, he's just kind of like, yep, anyway, that yeah, happened. He's not like... Have I got a story to tell you? (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to believe this, you guys. Somebody's Um, like, how'd you become an astronaut? You know, usual. uh, Keep dying violent deaths in different things. (laughs) And here I am. I figure this is the next frontier in dying a violent death. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's go find some space creatures. (laughs) (laughs) I have literally died in the worst possible ways anyone could die over and over again. So I figure... Well, I mean, burning up the atmosphere would be like, I mean, I'd barely even notice at this point. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. Um, and then he, sa- he says, they bury me in that tomb that does no sound. But this is the part, but I am still around. This is the part where it starts to sound like a threat. Right? <laughs> I am still around, and I will always be around and around and around and around. Like, it's... Don't no matter what you do, I'm just gonna keep on coming. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job and I'm gonna do it poorly and then I'm gonna die <laughs> doing that job. Yeah, well, there's or- nothing there's nothing you can do to stop me. Go ahead, Michael. No, I'm thinking. Well, I was gonna say okay. I think what you might have been sort of getting at is or he's like and I'll always be around and I'll be around and yep. around like yeah. oh my gosh, enough That's already. What I, was I get it. Well, that, yeah, like maybe that line about like, always be around, like that's him lamenting the fact that he's kind of doomed to keep repeating this. Can I say something? And we, this is fine because we do this all the time, but we've really taken this down the dark path. There really uh-huh. could have been another way, <laughs> another way we take this, which is that the spirit never dies. Right. But that doesn't feel like us. So I'm glad we're going this way. But yeah, no, we should have done like the happy kind of jazzy version of the guy who dies in the (laughs) cement. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that these things happen. They they are. But but the spirit, you can't. The the body can go. The spirit stays. But again, that does not sound like us. What sounds like us (laughs) is uh, this guy is living in torment over and over again. (laughs) Or he's or he's a vampire. Or zombie. <laughs> Those two things sound like us. I fly a starship across the universe divide. And when I reach the other side, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Perhaps I may become a highwayman again. Or I may simply be a single drop of rain But I will remain And I'll be back again and again and again So after telling us that he's going to be around and around and around and around and around uh, Again, very matter-of-factly, just comes in with I fly a starship (laughs) Across the universe divide When I reach the other side I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Or perhaps I'll become a highwayman again. Wait, what? You do, my dude, you are what literally on this? Star Trek. 
You're on Star Trek. You're flying across the universe. Why well, you got to go back to being a thief? And also, who are you going to rob? Robots? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Martians? I mean, robots, because here's the thing. About? Robots have taken our, high, our highwayman jobs now. Now we got robot thieves because mm. this is the future. It's like a, you're saying like thieves have been replaced by like the self-checkout. Like you have to go and like, right. you know, just give your jewels to the machine. I'm sorry. Have you seen Westworld? <laughs> I mean, this I mean, this right. is where we're going. This is where we're going with it. I have not seen mm-hmm. Westworld, but I figure that's what it's about. I think I'm spot on. I saw um, I, I saw Westworld and I have absolutely no <laughs> idea what it was about. So um, ha- having seen it or not seen it does not change what you understand about okay, Westworld. Good to know. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Can I? I would love one song about spacemen and maybe we know them mm. astronauts i guess we'll call them mm. but let's call them spacemen where nothing goes wrong and they expect to come back mm-hmm. um because we've done 3 and none of them work out well this is our mm. third spaceman i think third spaceman well we did space odyssey and major tom is and then we did rocket man Oh, that's so, right. So, and they, but but he was he was just bored with his job, right? Yeah. He, he, he but was, doesn't he, he was say live? D- he says, "I think it's going to be a long, long oh, time." I'm burning, He's burning out, up here. out here alone. Yeah, burning out, out here alone. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, but I don't think that's. I think I think that's just might be a metaphor for him being bored. You know, it's funny. I feel like we had this actual conversation on that episode, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it, it's it, about yeah. a guy in a rocket ship on his phone, like looking at job okay, sites. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, not one of those is not one of those is a person going up into space and going, "Wow, this is great! Wow, it's right. space! I get to be in space!" It's either, uh-huh. "Wow, can anybody hear me?" or "Wow, this <laughs> sucks! I wish I worked yeah. on the land." Right. So that's what I'm it's saying. It's just his job five days a but week. I know this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Though. Well, either they say, "Wow, I'm in outer space." But no one can hear me. I'm gonna die. Or they say, "Wow, I'm in outer space, and no one can hear me. I'm gonna die." And also, I'm German. It's, it's one of the <laughs> yes. two. That's right. That's right. So, um, so yeah. So he's flying in in a spaceship or starship. Um, we built the city uh, across <laughs> the universe divide. And when I reach the other side, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. So maybe, maybe he's hoping that he can find a planet somewhere, or 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 something. Like on the other side of the universe where he can finally die. He can finally <laughs> rest his spirit somewhere. Ah. If he can, but if he can't, he'll just become a criminal again. Or I may simply be a s- single drop of rain, but I will remain. I'll come back again and again and again and again and again. Yada, yada, yada. So, Reincarnation. Yeah. So he's re- reincarnated again and again. So either he's just like, look, I have literally done every job. Okay. It is now the year 3092. I am flying in a starship. I have literally, name a job. I've done it. Serial advertising in the 70s. <laughs> did it. Uh, Drummer for starship. Yeah. <laughs> D- done. Done it. I've done every job. Any job and he, he says as he's flying his starship that he'll be back again and again and again and again. You know why? Why? Yeah. Nothing's going to stop him now. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, right. no. That's right. And, and he'll keep coming back because uh, no time is a good time for goodbye. And, and other starship lyrics as well. <laughs> um, the, 
it, coming back as a single drop of rain is mm. sounds like a great idea, but very poetic. It's very poetic. And listen, this whole song, if we have not said this at the beginning, this song has been stuck in my head because <laughs> it is an amazing song. I love right. this song. The lyrics are incredible. Um, I am just curious about the single drop of rain because it sounds like it's going to be poetic, but a single drop of rain just falls at high velocity to the ground, smashes there, and then might possibly evaporate back up. Mm-hmm. Right? But he knows he'll oh. be back again and again. Right. Because he's, he's rain. And so it's like, bloop, bloop, <laughs> bloop, and it's cyclical. So do you think when that raindrop hits the ground, is, is that his death and then he gets reincarnated? Or is he just now- going back and forth as the single drop of rain? That's, that's what I'm I- wondering. I mean, he may, that might be what he's looking for. Some stability, you know? some job stability. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no way I can screw up being a, a drop of rain. Yeah. So. Of course, then um, he gets up to the cloud, and the cloud is like, I hate to tell you this, but we're going to have to let you dry up. What? No. <laughs> Do you know, can I ask you a question? Is that cloud over there hiring? You, you signed a non-compete disclosure. <laughs> so you can't actually d- be with another cloud. <laughs> I did? I'm, I mean, I'm a raindrop. I didn't know it's such I, a I thing. Don't. All right, well, whatever. I mean, it's strict. That's, that comes from corporate. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but his, he, the, the spirit never dies. He will never get to rest because they'll just come back again and again and again and again yep. and again. That's the dark version of it. Well, but I mean, what you know, it doesn't have to be dark. Well, it's just... well, you said, and he never gets to rest, as opposed to, but you cannot keep down the spirit the spirit well, will rise again and again but, and again and again. But he's saying, if I, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. So right. he wants to rest. Sure. It's not me. Don't put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on this song? So are we sure that this is one guy? So this is the question, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I- that, is, that is my question. <laughs> I- okay. Great. Well, we have identified your question. Let's move on. <laughs> Do you have an answer? <laughs> I will say that, do you want the real answer or do you want like a, you know, a first part answer? Well, let's, let's have a, an intellectual discussion about it and then you could give me the real answer where you tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, because I can, I, I think it depends on, it can depend on the version, right? The reason okay. you may think that this is fo- four different people is because this most famous version of it is four different individuals singing it. They each take mm. a verse, so they are each... Uh, a highwayman or a sailor or a dam right. builder or or a starman. Jimmy Webb, when he sang it, he's just one guy. So, you know, you could you could see the through line of reincarnation. But yeah, if it's four people and it's just more about not this specific spirit, but the spirit of what they um represent. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be four different people. You know? It's yeah. that explorer, it's that that rebel that's trying out different things. I think it's the same spirit. It's okay. just he's he's being reincarnated, which is why it's four different people. They're oh, outside. so he's a different person each time, but it's the same spirit. Right. Yes. Like Shirley MacLaine. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Michael, yes. Perfect. Um, no, because I, I could see it both ways. I could see it being exactly what you're saying, like the spirit like 
continuing like from from mm. life to life uh-huh. uh through time and hearing this version of it with four different singers singing it it can seem what it reminded me of was you're both going to just roll your eyes at me but that's fine i'm going to go with it I'm uh excited. the the original opening to the film sunset boulevard oh brother no go ahead nobody needs that uh <laughs> was are you familiar with the opening if you're not familiar with the opening it's uh there's a voiceover there's uh police cars really cool looking cars driving down sunset boulevard because it's 1950 um but driving down speeding down sunset boulevard to a house and uh uh sort of like picking a body up out of a pool um and it's all in voiceover and stuff. The original opening uh, that got changed to this opening was um, a body being wheeled into a morgue and all of the bodies uh, in the morgue talking in what? voiceover to each other about how they died. What? Yes. I never knew that. Yes. So that it sort of reminded me of that. Like gotcha. it could be four people telling very short... <laughs> matter-of-fact versions of their stories yeah i mean sure. that's true too yeah. that's true too that could be they're in the waiting room like in uh, beetlejuice right yeah yeah that's true by the way that uh opening got changed because um it was too test scary. audiences no test audiences thought it was a comedy um <laughs> <laughs> so it just didn't work so. Yeah, I mean, I think... They were well, originally think... going to call it Miss Desmond and the Ghosts. <laughs> uh, I think it's, you know, either it's a person or a spirit that's being reincarnated or, you know, like we said, the the not the literal spirit, but like the spirit of adventure, you know, like right. that this kind of person will always be around. Yep. They'll just keep coming back again and again, you know, but... um. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Um all right. Let's uh any more questions? Did anyone else have any questions? We have time for one more. Okay. No more. I think that guy back there had his hand raised before. No more. No, questions. great. Okay, no more questions. Thank you so much. Okay, no more Turn questions. The mics off. All right. <laughs> Let's do <laughs> Expanded Universe. What do we got? Expanded Universe. At some point the at some point the hi- the actual highwayman in the first verse robbed the gambler. Or got into a kerfuffle. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. You know? Hmm. That's my thought. Well, it can't be the gambler. We know that. Because the gambler dies peacefully in his sleep, which is the one thing that this I mean, I didn't say he killed him. No, it's not does. that he is him. He No, I know. He I'm just saying we know that him. it I'm we were saying I know he can't be because oh, yes. the gambler Again, dies peacefully in right, his sleep. Right, right. It's the one thing. Well, maybe the gambler got on that train right after a fight with the highwayman. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, he's it's like, possible. you know what? I'm not taking a stagecoach anymore. <laughs> it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. They got to catch. Someone's got to catch that guy. No. He, um, stealing baubles and <laughs> killing, killing soldiers. I mean, the fact that this spirit is reincarnated again and again really opens up the expanded universe. I mean, I think we can say it's possible that the majority of the characters in all of the story signs could (laughs) potentially be 
this person, <laughs> right? Poor patches. We, I mean, it could be poor well, patches. Well, because we know a lot of people who, a lot of characters who die violently. Right. So, yeah. patches, drowns. Who else dies? Major Tom burns up. Uh, uh, Pearl's dreams die. Who's the, That's true. Who's the one with the ring? The, uh, I mean, the Mariner? I mean, it's, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe he's, maybe he survived uh, being eaten by a whale and then, like, I don't know, got or hit reverse. with a sail or something. I mean, or maybe, oh, maybe this is, maybe, maybe he, this is how he got eaten by the whale. That's <gasps> what I'm saying. Because they, mm-hmm. the ship, it broke off, but maybe it broke off because it got smashed by a big whale. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is, I forget the lyric, or I forget the exact wording, but he takes some kind of ship, right? That gets, and then, yeah. Huh? Is that, I'm Are sorry, you talking about the Mariner's Revenge? The Mariner's Revenge. Yeah, no, no, no. The whale actually tracks him down on land. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying maybe maybe this guy is is on the ship that, that, that the kid took. Oh, that's tr- He could, I mean, he doesn't steal a ship. He, he works oh, on it. He's a sailor. Right, I'm saying maybe this guy's one of the other sailors. Oh, he's he's not. No, no, we're saying that that he's this guy. He's saying, and everybody thinks that he drowns, but he actually got eaten by a whale. Right. Oh, okay. And he couldn't be happier because he's (laughs) he's going to go after that guy. That's right. He's like, wow, this one really worked out for me. He was like, this is you know, in a bad situation, like best case scenario. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 well, I was going to say love vigilantes. He could be the soldier because. He's, he knows that he died. That's mm-hmm. right. The, That's right. The person who dies violently and then is aware of his own deaths as they keep happening. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. A multitude of teenagers from the 50s. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Definitely. Any of them, really. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything for the Hoover Dam. I don't think there's any dam. We haven't done any dam builders. And <laughs> we, we haven't, haven't done, done And we haven't done Damn I Wish I Was Your Lover yet. So <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing for it. Uh, I got to go with dams. I mean, I would say, um, I would say it was, he was almost certainly, I'm going to say this is almost a definite, right? Mm-hmm. That he was reincarnated as a snowman. Yeah. And he danced around. <laughs> yes. He's a criminal, so he ignored traffic laws. That's yeah, right. and then he sure. and then he violently melted to death. Yep, he w- he goodness. wanted to be, and then he, he turned into rain. He was a little oh. drop. That's what I'm saying. <gasps> this man's oh frosty. Oh my god, this guy is yes. frosty. That is a true. Yes. That was a true gasp, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Sylvia's mother was a dam builder. <laughs> that's I don't think right. That's true. No, 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 no! It's very true. I'd have to check the lyrics, but no, it's uh, it's in the uh, the extended uh, disco. That's right. Uh, sure. Version. It's like a nine and a half minute version. There's like three verses about her building a dam, like brick by brick. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it, it it adds up. Don't look for it. It's it's there. Okay. <laughs> Just take my word for um, it. Uh, I will say that you're wrong, Rachel. This person is a monster. They are a zombie, and they're in the monster mash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Which brings us back to our cereal. Mm-hmm. Booberry. <laughs> and there we shall close the circle <laughs> of life. And we. It always comes back to Booberry. Yeah. That's my. That's what my tattoo says. Uh, all right. Yep. Let's close the book there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. 
When we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Inside the Hits is a brand new podcast from me, the maker of Inside the Groove. But this time, it's not just Madonna songs. I'm telling you the story behind classic songs and classic artists from the last 50 years. You'll be hearing the dissected multitrack from songs such as this. And modern songs too. Plus 80s classics. Pet Shop Boys, New Order, Duran Duran, Aha, you'll hear them all. Plus there's Britpop, Indie and 90s dance classics like this one from Delight. Every episode tells a story. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. So make sure you spend 2021 going inside the hits. All right, we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. How did the story come to be, uh-huh. Rachel? Yes. Oh. I just want to say your name. No, tell <laughs> us. What's the story of this story song? Well, uh, Highwayman was written by Jimmy Webb, and this version that we were focusing on was by the Highwaymen, and that was released May 6th, 1985. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest of the Highwayman hits, of, highway, of the biggest hit the song mm-hmm. Highwayman ever had, or the Highwayman. <laughs> It's also the biggest hit that the Highwaymen had. Right. That was very difficult. Um, this version. This is going to be a real <laughs> long segment, I think. This, <laughs> this version. This is unnecessarily difficult. <laughs> this version reached uh, number one on the Hot Country songs, and it also nice. charted at number one on the Canadian country tracks and number 19 on the U.S. On the, uh, yeah, U.S. adult contemporary tracks. Um, it was. Like I said, written by uh, Jimmy Webb. It was also originally recorded by Webb for his album, his sixth album, uh, El Migre, uh, El Mirage. Oh my gosh, El Mirage, <laughs> released in '77. Uh, uh, it was actually produced by this album, and his previous album were produced and arranged mostly t- uh, by anyone, anyone, very famous producer, anyone. Atlantic Records, anyone? George Martin, who produced the okay. Beatles. Oh, okay. okay. Um, uh-huh. It's fine. Uh, Webb said that he wrote the song after a night of drinking with his buddy Harry Nilsson when he mm-hmm. had a vivid dream where he was an old-time thief running from the police. And he sat up, he was sweating, he was like, I must write this down. And so he stumbled over to the piano and he started playing Highway Man. He said that in about two hours he had it and then um, by the end of the night he had the whole the whole song now uh so through this process he was talking he was thinking about the main character and then he realized that the main character did not die but was reincarnated and he says Mm -hmm. that his thought was where does this soul go uh much like where do broken hearts go right can they find their way home we don't know um <laughs> uh, and well, just pause for a minute. Let me enjoy yeah. that one. Okay, sure. That was good. Um, one thing I want to that I wanted to say at the beginning, uh, like during the during the verse, uh, a little, a couple of things about the Hoover Dam, you guys. Um, oh. <laughs> good. <laughs> contrary to the popular myth, we're getting really in the weeds on this one, aren't we? <laughs> I was curious. I'm excited to find out there's a popular myth about the Hoover Dam. Well, there is. Contrary to the popular myth and the line in the song, no workers are actually buried in the cement of the Hoover Dam. 
Yeah, that's what they want you to think. But ninety six, ninety six. No, but he 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 says he got buried in yeah. the se- in the wet cement. That's what we're supposed to glean from that. But mm-hmm. ninety six workers did die during the building of it. That being said, it took forever to build. The stuff is like the interior core of the of the dam is still curing, so it's still kind of like not set. It's crazy. But this isn't about the Hoover Dam, you guys. So I know we're not doing the Jimmy Webb version, but I figure we would talk a little bit about Jimmy Webb because he wrote it uh, <laughs> and he originally recorded it. Jimmy Webb was born uh, August 15th, 1946 in Elk City, Oklahoma. He had his early success as a songwriter. And actually a song of his that was first recorded was My Christmas Tree by the Supremes. That is such a great Christmas song. It is so sad <laughs> and so good. And I mean, what a great introduction that that's your first like commercial recording. And a lot of his, that early success, like I said, was as a songwriter. And a lot of his success throughout has been as a songwriter for good reason. He's a great songwriter. Some of his most famous songs include By the Time I Get to Phoenix, Galveston, Wichita Lineman, uh, Up, Up and Away by The Fifth Element. Uh, the fifth dimension F- by the fifth dimension. <laughs> I was gonna say that was the fifth dimension. <laughs> That's the fifth element. Is a Bruce Willis movie, and I say that all the time. <laughs> the man wrote MacArthur Park. I mean, if you just rest on those laurels, come on. I mean, I that, mean that and incredible. that song was like a massive hit twice. I know. And P.S. This is just some of his most famous songs. Jimmy Webb is an amazing songwriter and one of, I, I would say, one of the biggest and probably most important pop songwriters of the last 50 years or so. Yeah. One of his most amazing songs, Didn't We, uh, Barbara Streisand recorded it, Johnny Mathis recorded it, I think Frank Sinatra recorded it. His songs have a, uh, like a uh, flexibility to them or a versatility to them that uh, yeah, allow totally more dif- allow different voices to to sing them he's also the only artist to win a grammy for music lyrics and orchestration he won uh uh he won for macarthur park i believe that was for orchestration um highway man won for best country song and up up and away won for song of the year all i can think about now is that poor guy realizing he's been reincarnated as a cake <laughs> it's slowly melting in the rain and he's like again oh i'm being punished again yeah can't believe this. i'm being I get punished to be a as a cake that is melting and they'll never the have drink? that recipe again come on do you think that's what it is even remake it do you they think can't even remake it that's him do you think he he keeps coming back to look for the recipe <laughs> yeah. That's what he's I think so. I think recipe. so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Little did he know oh it's in gosh. like his Betty Crocker cookbook. He's on a spaceship, yeah. like, computer. Do you have. <laughs> Before the Highwaymen version of the song, Glenn Camp, like I said, obviously Jimmy Webb was the original version, uh, incredible version. Uh, Glenn Campbell recorded it in 79 uh, and uh, for his album, The Highwayman. And he actually left Capitol Records because they wouldn't put the song out. Oh, wow. And so 
what um what Jimmy Webb says is so the song not only didn't get recorded, the only guy who recorded it couldn't even get his label to release it. So it was a it was kind of like just sat there. So let's talk about the Highwaymen. If uh I will say this at the beginning, we are not going to speak about the individual Highwaymen mm-hmm. because that will take forever. That is a Ken Burns documentary <laughs> situation. Um the Highwaymen, however, it's a country music supergroup featuring Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. Never oh, heard of that them. all? Uh, yeah. That's it. Can we get, I feel can we like get we could, we could go over here? them in like five minutes. Those, those real losers. Yeah. Um, Four indie the, artists it's, yeah, it's who never did anything they, but this song. Right. It's incredible how they came together. Um, they, uh, apparently, they were, doing a, they were in Switzerland doing a television special. Um, uh, apparently Johnny Cash brought them together in Switzerland in 84 and he'd have this Christmas special and he wanted everybody to, to go over and they started, um, talking about songs like they would. And then this idea popped up and, uh, saying, oh, we should do an album. And then, but it stuck this time. And so they, uh, so they decided to do this project together. Uh, much like we, I think, did we speak about the Traveling Wilburys yet? No, no, no. Much like I think the Traveling Wilburys, mm-hmm. um, it, it's more a project than a band, oh, right? Sure. Yeah. Or than a, than a group because they all have their own lives. Mm. Um, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> That's just like a really I mean, mean way to put it. No, I mean, no. It's that they don't need to sit sit here and crank out the hits because they're a band. They're doing this because they want right. to do yeah. a project with each other. Um, well, this seems like they, it's the era for supergroups. Right. Right? Like Sure. Traveling Wilburys, yeah, Highwaymen. I don't know if it's something which is in the air or uh-huh. Live or Aid. Yeah, sure. Well, this was this was also <laughs> around the time like I'll bring it back to Linda Ronstadt cuz why not? This was around the time of the Trio the first Trio album. Really? Lin- uh 1987, yeah, I, Linda Ronstadt, Dolly Parton, and wa- Emily Harris. This is going to sound weird, mm-hmm. but do you think that's because the 80s had a shift to it? in the mid 80s that was kind of weird and the these incredible artists who um had great success i mean they always had success but they had great success maybe earlier on especially in the 70s 60s and they didn't have to prove anything but they also wanted to do their own thing or do something new so the way to do that was to get together in groups and uh-huh. be like uh, I don't know if you know this, but we all rule on our own. Now get ready to have your minds blown, <laughs> blown, because we are going to get something going. Yeah, I think. Um, I just wonder. I, I I think there was some, there's definitely something to that. I think because all of these are at this point established artists who had massive success, and right. they, I think all of them were at a point in their career where they were just like we want to do what we want to do. We're not there. They, they weren't necessarily concerned with, you know, chart success, album sales. They didn't have to be. Right. Um, yeah. And I think the record companies might've given them a hard time about certain things, but they would let them do things that they wanted to do. And nine times out of exactly. 10, they would be it massively <laughs> successful. Right. Right. Well, and I, again, I think, where you were saying like a lot of these people they didn't have anything else to prove they'd already had a ton of success and it was like well what am i just going to keep doing the same thing over again or i can do this you know try something new do something fun do what i want to do i want to 
do an album with these people that I like and who are also talented. And so we can just do that. But yeah. And it was also an era for that too. I mean, that was around 1985. Barbara Streisand did the Broadway album. Her record company was like, no, you Mm -hmm. can't possibly do that. Uh, It won't sell. And she said, do you know who I am? (laughs) She's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And it went to number one. Uh, Linda Ronstadt did her, her, um, songs of her albums of mexican songs at the record company in 1987 mm-hmm. i think the record company said yep. no way and that was like the biggest non-english language selling album in history but it was established artists who had been around i th- I think what it really speaks to is that all of these amazing artists start started at around the same time mm. right yeah. yeah that's right that's true too that's true too um so the, this super group, um, they released only three albums. They released Highwayman in 1985, which reached number one on the country charts, and it hit U.S. platinum. Uh, Highwayman 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, was released in 1990. I will never not make that joke. Um, released in 1990, hit number four on the country album charts, and then The Road Goes On Forever, which I think hit like number 46 or something, um, was released in 95. Now, I believe Dan had this question, and the answer is the song came first because the first two albums, which were both recorded on Columbia, um, were not recorded as the Highwaymen. It was just recorded as their, uh, as their, f- first, as their first names. Um, or sorry, their names, just their whole names. Just their, it wasn't just like, their names. Johnny! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny, Willie, Waylon, Chris, sweatshirts, the cute one. They got sweatshirts with their names on it. <laughs> Like a boy band. I'm Johnny. <laughs> like a boy band. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm the bad boy. No, I'm the bad boy. I thought I was the bad boy. Well, the only one who wasn't a bad boy is Chris, because mm-hmm. he's the cute one. Um. Anyway, so. Um, I'm Johnny. Imagine, I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being in a, in a band with Johnny Cash and being like, wait, who's the bad boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> being like, I'm Johnny. I like French fries. Right. <laughs> So um, when they were recording this, I think they actually had to like stop. Like every time he went to the microphone, he was like, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And it was like, John, we, we know. We get it. Stop. We get it, buddy. Stop. Um, every time they turn on a microphone in front of this guy. Yeah. These songs were, I mean, the, the, the albums were very popular. Um, and they also in 86 uh, all starred together in a film, a made for TV movie. Uh, called Stagecoach, which was based on a 1939 movie. I watched some clips of it, and all I can say is, uh, you guys, we we need to watch that movie. Okay. So they they toured together as the Highwaymen uh, into the 1990s, and there's a box set and a concert movie um, called uh, called The Highwaymen, um, I believe American Outlaws, right? Because they were had this sort of idea of like their outlaw country, rebel out, you know, rebel country that that sort of feel to them. The concert is great. It's a lot of energy. Um, it's a lot of, I think, as Dan said earlier, testosterone. And it is... Uh, it's, I mean, there's it's testosterone filled. just dripping off the stage. Yeah. I watched uh, this song uh, from that concert. And I mean, the thing about these four guys, and, and I was making a lot of jokes about you know how manly they are. But the thing about them is they are truly manly in that mm-hmm. it's not performative. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just, right. they are who they are. Like, you know, like Willie Nelson. Unapologetically. Right, but like Willie Nelson is like super manly, and he's also like this super liberal guy, 
right? And he's just like, this is who I am. Like, I'm not, I don't need to, like, shoot right. guns and, like, do whatever. Like, I just, they're just, like, super manly dudes who just are who they are, and it's awesome. Well, it's funny. So, uh, they're... The incredible thing that I read, because I was like, well, I mean, I wonder you have those four big um, personalities together. Mm-hmm. And from everything I read, a lot of from from the, the children of the uh, of the four was that they they not only had a bond of the of this supergroup, but it extended into their personal lives. I mean, John Carter Cash said, yes, they are the country supergroup, but it was founded by friendship. And it's the honesty and the purity of that friendship that made the highwaymen stand out. Mm. And, you know, to a, to a person, they say they, they just loved each other. But to your point, Dan, they also sort of fought like brothers. Mm. Um, one of the things they said was, you know, Chris Christopherson, I don't know if you know this, very political. Waylon Jennings, I don't know if you know this, didn't really care mm-hmm. and didn't want to put it into his work. <laughs> but he, uh, there's, there's um, a couple of stories about Chris Christopherson mentioning stuff on the stage and Waylon Jennings just getting pissed off because he's like, I don't want to deal with this. So those kind of, that dynamic was in there as well, but it was like, it was a brotherly, a brotherly love. Right. Um, like not love, hate, but, um, but there was, there's just something about them that, you know, I think Jimmy Webb said that, you know, having, you know, Johnny Cash for in Highwayman, jo- Johnny Cash sang the last verse and he said it was like God singing your music. He said mm-hmm. it was amazing. Um, and they were just four. They're just four of the most di- uh, dynamic performers that have that have ever that have ever been. Um, I mean, Johnny Cash is the kind of guy who can stand on stage with a guitar and like and, you know, being like a country rock star. Mm-hmm. With an, in NASA Coliseum, this huge place, and say with a straight f- face, "I fly a starship," and right, <laughs> <laughs> nobody bats an eye. He, yeah. he says it with such gravitas. People are just like, "I totally but, buy it, Johnny. Uh, we're in." By well, the but, way, but I mean, did, it's like if you're Johnny Cash and say, "I fly a starship," is mm-hmm. if he follows up with, "Does anybody have a problem with that?" Right. Well, yeah. that's like, no say. one's gonna. <laughs> Right. Nope. Anybody? Anybody? No, that's Johnny. Even though in this um, super group, he decided, like, you know what? Just to change it up, I think I'm going to wear orange. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like a bright. It's a little more lively. Um, I will say this. We did not speak much about the music video for this song. It's great. Um, it ends with each one of their, like, sort of superimposed faces in the sky because uh, Willie Nelson sings the first verse then it's chris christopherson then it's waylon jennings then it's johnny cash at the end and it, and it has their faces in it the, my favorite part is that you know the guy dies each time yeah the guy fa- plummets fr- from the hoover dam mm. and I, I mean i don't want to think it's funny mm. but maybe they should have just um shown what could it's have happened totally but maybe funny. not sh- not show the guy falling because well it's, it's also the but- most floppiest dummy it's so I've floppy. ever seen. Just it's so floppy. floppily falling down it's the like, Hoover Dam. It's awesome. What the heck? Um, <laughs> it looks like a Conan O'Brien but, sketch. It does. <laughs> but uh but anyway and at the end they you know they they are all singing together. Um Chris Christopherson uh actually no um I'm gonna say something first. I want to end with the Chris Christopherson quote. Okay. Um so the influence of the uh, of the Highwaymen continues. The influence of Highwayman continues. Um, in ni- in 2019, a project called the Highwomen was announced, uh, which was a female country supergroup 
and they paid um who paid homage to uh to the highwaymen and they wrote a song called high women um and it basically tells the same kind of story it tells four different strong women uh throughout history um you know who had a, a adversity so it's a it's a a witch at the stake it's uh you know honduran immigrants uh it's uh you know a freedom rider and those kind of things i sat down on the greyhound that was bound for mississippi my mother asked me if that ride was worth my life and where the shots rang out i never heard the sound but i am still around Obviously, unfortunately, only two of the highwaymen are still around. Uh, Waylon Jennings passed away in 2002, and Johnny Cash passed away uh, in 2003. Uh, and they stopped touring, not because they wanted to, but because uh, they, you know, they started to decline. Both, both Waylon Jennings and Cash started to, de- their health started to decline. Chris Christopherson in 2010 said, those tours and the records were made, we made were a great time. I just wish I was more aware of how lucky I was to share a stage with those people. I had no idea that two of them would be gone too soon. Hell, I was up there and I had all my heroes with me. These are guys whose ashtrays I used to clean. I'm kind of amazed I wasn't more amazed. I love that. Yeah. And that's it. We could say a lot more about every part of the backstory of this song or every person involved, Mm -hmm. but... But there's too much to say in one episode, basically. <laughs> That's right. I'm I planning think... to do a, a, a Willie Nelson song later this year, so we'll get there. On that note, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Want to be a part of the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help other people find the podcast. And if you do, we'll read it on the podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. The word has lost all meaning. Podcast. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Let's start with Michael. Michael, what lesson did you learn from Highwayman? Well, Dan, uh, I learned Mm -hmm. that uh, whether you're a sailor or whether you're a dam builder, you're staying alive. Staying alive. (laughs) Staying mm. alive. Staying alive. Hmm. Ah. I should say for the audience that off mic, Michael warned us that his uh, <laughs> lesson was stupid. And uh, he was wrong because that was awesome. Uh, that, that was, was the great. best. I could not appreciate that, that lesson more. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say uh, the lesson I learned is it's always true. Dress for the job you want, <laughs> not the job you have. Which is why I am, oh, every time I go to work, I am soaking wet. Yep. Because I want to be a raindrop. And so I am just. That's right. You got to go for it. You got You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't live your dreams, guys. Don't be afraid. That's right. If you want to be a raindrop, go, you know. You go be a raindrop. Check Indeed every day. See if there's (laughs) new new raindrop openings. Uh, Rachel, what did you learn? I learned. That if you are a spirit being reincarnated, um, maybe learn from past mistakes and be a little more careful <laughs> on your job. 
Sure. Uh, and also, if you're going to be reincarnated as a sailor, learn the terminology. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you what, I feel like maybe part of it was that he didn't know what any of those words meant. And yeah. they were like, hoist the main sail and careful of the yards. And he was like, I love that song. I love the song <laughs> yeah. by the yards. They're a great band. <laughs> like, that's not even a thing. Are you thinking of the yeah. yard birds? Oh, the yard birds. Crack, gone. <laughs> well. Crack, gone, well. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, they were like, see how the main sail set. <laughs> Call for the captain on shore and let me go home. Mm-hmm. I want to go home. That's a different uh, song. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it is kind of amazing how, uh, I, I think that is the part we did not discuss, how this, uh, you know, this soul exists forever in the universe uh, and yet do- does not learn anything. No. Screws up their job <laughs> and dies horribly every single time. you think it would learn. Well, but, he doesn't learn know. anything about a new job. I mean, he he might have, <laughs> the second time he might have been well, like, I would be the best highwayman right now. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess he is going to go back to being a highwayman. Yeah. But well, it's that's like, the funny thing, too. But, dude, but like, you know, it would be great if the song is like, and then the third time I was a sailor, I knocked it out of <laughs> the park. Yeah. I was great at it. I mean, sailors always exist, so I don't know why yeah. you just didn't stick to sailor. <laughs> the third I dam know. I built was phenomenal. <laughs> so damn good. That then was, I was damn a- Damn good, damn. I came back as a beaver and uh, <laughs> killed it. I was like, guys, there's something called cement. <laughs> Believe me, I know it very well. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on the socials, like in- Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at storysongpodcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song Podcast. Don't do a Google search for Yummy Mummy. Oh. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh, breast pump. <laughs> is that breast, what that breast is? Pump through yeah. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 